Hey everyone, welcome to Heels Off, Let's Talk. It's your girls, Nicola, Valerie, and Shakira. In this podcast, we're here to be open and speak our truth. No subject is off limits. Each week, we cover topics and pop culture and personal life. We hope to challenge you and encourage you to be the best version of yourself. We're like the best friend you've never had. So let's kick off our heels, grab our favorite wine, and let's talk about it. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Heels Off. Let's talk. You got your girl Shakira. You got Nicola. And you got Valerie. So on today's episode, you guys, I'm going to try my best to keep my composure. But let me tell you, our guest is like a brother from another mother. Okay. (laughs) This young man is beyond talented. Okay. Extremely humble, very determined, and his work ethic is out of this world. He graduated from Coco High School in 2016, where he then committed to play for the Florida Gators. He played for three years and then declared for the 2019 NFL Draft. And now, you know, we got to take a pause. Playing as an offensive tackle, the best in the league, y'all can quote me, yes, for the Jacksonville (laughs) Jaguars, number 75, Big Duval himself, my little big cousin, Jawan Taylor. Woo! <laughs> What's going on? What's going on? Thank y'all for having me. That was an amazing introduction. I appreciate it. You know, I got to do it right for the fam. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> we just want to say thank you so much for taking your time out to be a part of Heels Off Let's Talk because we know you are extremely busy. So coming on here to share your story and be that motivation for other people who are like, you know, trying to achieve their goals and, you know, reach their dreams. And we can all see that you are a witness of achieving your goals and reaching those dreams and making them come true. So like, Wani, what has been going on? What have you been up to? So the season ended in December. So now we are in the months of the off season. So uh, I'm training now, uh, getting ready, you know, for OTAs, which is organized team activities. That's just a period where um, NFL athletes, we um, just come in the stadium every day. Um, it's not really a practice type of schedule, but we got to come in and just lift and um, we'll have to go out on the field and do different things with our coaches. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's just all stuff preparing for when the draft rolls around. And once the draft rolls around, the rookies come in and they pr- do pretty much the same thing as us leading up to camp. And camp doesn't start till the beginning of July all the way through August. Um, it's like when we're in that period of getting ready for the season. So, um, that's what pretty much I've been doing now lately. Um, other than that, outside of football, I've just been fishing like I always do, hanging out with family. Yeah. And that's pretty much it. Yeah. Oh, my God. It sounds like you play football all year long. It's, right? it's not play on the field. It's like you're training. I mean, yeah, it's 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 pretty much a year-round thing. Um, the season usually goes from September all the way to uh, February for NFL. So um, right around, I say March, April, that's when guys start picking it up, start training again, and mm-hmm. we get back rolling. And um, right around the July, August time is when we start up camp. So um, now lately, it's just been all training, just lifting, running, just staying in shape. It's pretty much it. You just got to maintain your body around this time of year. Do you guys have like a personal trainer or how does that work? So usually in the NFL, you get to pick um, 
whatever you want to do. Like, if you want to train with your coaches at the uh, stadium or if you want to train elsewhere. Like me, I was training in Texas for the past month. So that's where I started out at. And um, I trained with this guy named Duke Manyweather. He trains offensive line skill, you know, just my position specifically. So um, I decided to train with him just because he trains pretty much some of the best linemen in the league every year. And um, I wanted to go just learn from him and, you know, pick up different things to, to help my better my game and pick up things from different veterans around the league because, you know, I get to be around other guys too to play my position so we can pick each other's brain and learn. So I utilized that time just to, uh, you know, go train with him. And now I'm back in Jacksonville training back at the stadium. Um, so now we got a new coaching staff and stuff. So I wanted to start uh, training here too. So um, just getting to know my coaching staff and different things like that. So that's why I chose to train here too. And I heard the coach previously was a coach for Florida. Yeah, he coached in Florida back in the early 2000s. Um, then he went off and started coaching at Ohio State. Um, he had retired for a little bit. So now um, he's back in action. He was uh, doing like sports broadcasting and stuff, but he oh. was retired from coaching. So um, he'd been around the game for years. You know, he's a well-respected coach, uh, even in college, definitely in college. All now he's in the pros. It's his first year coaching in the pro at the pro level. Oh, so wow. um, a lot of people are excited to see what happens. You know, um, our season last year wasn't the greatest. So bringing in all new coaches and then, mm-hmm. you know, so far so good. He's been bringing in all new good players and stuff out of free agency. So um, we're excited about it. You know, we get 11 draft picks in the draft this year. We got mm-hmm. the number one overall pick. So, um, you know, we're excited about the year coming up. I'm excited, too, because I'm not going to lie to you, Wani. I was a little sad watching last season. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, we try to, we try to get better this year. Yeah, it was tough. It's tough, man. It was tough. So like you mentioned the NFL draft. Um, what was that moment like for you back in 2019? Oh, it was crazy. Um, for one, like I've been wanting to play in the in the NFL at the age of like four or five years old. I remember oh, wow. Always telling um, family and my grandmother, my you know my late grandmother and yeah. parents, everybody that I want to play at this level. And you know, uh, you know, as as life went on, growing up and experiencing different things and stuff like that, I had people tell me I wasn't gonna make it. People tell me mm-hmm. that uh, I would not ever make it. You know, only one percent players make it to the NFL every year. All type of different things. Mm-hmm. Teachers, all type of people tell me I wasn't gonna make it. Um, but I use that as motivation to get me to where I'm at. Right. And, you know, that just that just always kept me going. Um, you know, even days where I didn't feel like getting out of bed to go train and go work out. I let that, you know, always roll in the back of my head like I got to do this, you know, not just for the proof people wrong, but I got to do it for myself. You know, I had certain goals that I set for myself. And, you know, even as a kid, my dad had me write down my goals on a piece of paper Yay. and he had me type it out <laughs> and he had me tape it to my mirror. Yeah, so, I remember that. Yeah. So every goal, he had my brother do it too. So every goal that we wanted to reach, we had to just check it off. We had it on mm-hmm. our mirror. So every morning when you wake up, you brush your teeth, you see all your goals. So it just keep reminding you every day, like, this is what I got to reach. This is what my plans is for my life. So, um, you know, that that always helped me and kept me going. And, you know, so far it's been great. And when I got into that draft process, um, it was a beautiful moment. You know, like I had 11 family members come out. Um, That's and, a you big know, family. Yeah, I got, we got secure. No, we got a big family. You know, we rolled um, deep, girl. We rolled. Yeah, deep. we rolled real deep. So we, um, <laughs> I had to bring them out. I had to bring them out. It was in Nashville, Tennessee, and originally coming out of University of Florida, I was a number one overall uh, tackle in the whole draft class. So, wow. um, 
I fell in the draft due to injury. So when I was training, getting ready for the NFL combine, I had a hamstring injury, so I wasn't able to perform at the combine. So that kind of raised questions to teams like, is he is he ready to go when we, once we draft him? Will he still be needing treatment? Different things like that. So I dropped, but I ended up going on um, the third pick, third overall pick in the second round. So I went 35th overall in the whole draft, which is amazing just to even get drafted, to get the opportunity to play in the NFL is just unheard of. So, you know, it's, it's hard, but um, every year it's only right around about 250 picks. So out of the whole country, out of the hundreds of colleges of players that enter, out of the thousands of players that enter the draft every year, to even be picked is is crazy. So um, it was it was an amazing experience. Getting a phone call was crazy. I remember um, in that process, like I wanted to I wanted to go to Jacksonville because you know after that first night went by, I knew that um, Jacksonville was the next best team and needed my position. Mm-hmm. So um, when that draft uh, pick was rolling around. I was sitting there with my agent and my family. And um, when you sit in the back of the draft room, you wait and, uh, you know, when you know you see it on TV every year, but the players and their family sit in the back, like backstage, mm-hmm. and they call it the green room. So when you sit in the green room, uh, right around when that clock ticking down, when the team get ready to make their pick or what player they want, it's right around like the three-minute mark. They get on the call with the player, and then is that's when the pick is in. So when we got to the Jacksonville pick, it was right at the, uh, the three-minute mark. The time was dwindling down, and that's usually when a player phone rang, and my phone didn't ring yet. So my, I remember my agent was telling my mom, was like, he was like, oh, that means maybe they don't, they don't, they're not getting him. Like, maybe they're not going to pick him. So I remember my mom, like, sat back mm-hmm. in her seat, like, oh, you know? And then as soon as she sat back in her seat, my phone rang. And that's, like, my <laughs> video that's on my, yeah. on my Instagram and stuff with all my I family jumping up, yeah, going crazy and stuff. That's the, That was crazy. And, um... You know, ever since then, the rest is history. You know, it's been great so far. I've been loving it. That's awesome. That's awesome. awesome. You awesome. are blessed. Yeah. Definitely. You started off playing for, like, at the collegiate level at University of Florida. Is that correct? Yeah. What was that transition like going from playing college football to, like, national football? Yeah, it's been um, – at first it was tough. You know, like, I played at a pretty big college where I played a lot of great competition every Saturday. But that transition from collegiate to pro is always a big jump because now you're playing the best in the world. You're not just playing the best collegiate player. You're playing the best professionals in the world. So it's like, um, you know, it's a, it was a tough transition. Then, um, you know, I had to learn a whole new playbook, which an NFL playbook is much different from a collegiate playbook. So that was always a challenge. And then, you know, it's a lot you got to deal with coming into the league. And, you know, you got to prove yourself to your coaches. It's just like college all over again, but just a much bigger level. So um, that was pretty much it. So all I did when I came in, I was just one of those, you know, quiet rookies that came in, just wanted to learn, soak everything in, listen to the veterans, listen to my coaches, and it paid off. I had a great rookie year. Um, ended up starting every game my rookie year. I played every offensive snap my rookie yes, year. Yes, he did, y'all. Yes, he did. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. Um, my rookie year, I made all-rookie team. and It was a lot of stuff I had did in my rookie year. Just coming in, just wanting to learn. That's all I did. And um, of course, I played against a lot of great players. So that was a that was a learning experience for me, too. So that's it. When you come in at a new level, it's just you got to be ready to learn and soak things in. So, you know, I watched the game. OK, <laughs> and I'm going to re- refer to the game, the show. So as a rookie, did you have to do anything stupid, anything crazy? Yes, like yes, in? <laughs> yes. That's part that of like? it. <laughs> it's part of being a rookie. So when you come in, in there, you got to – it's different things you got to do. Like, for one, when you have your first team meeting, like, as a rookie, 
most of the time um, they'll have the rookies come to the front of the room in front of all the team. You got to introduce yourself. So they'll be like, tell us your name, your college, tell us your signing bonus, your position. And that's pretty much it. So after that, you say all that, then they want you to either sing a song or tell a joke or whatever they ask you to do. So you got it's pretty much you got to earn your stripes around there. Like um, even in, when like, when you get to camp, like I, when you get in your first uh, NFL camp, you got to carry all the guys' shoulder pads and helmets in out the practice. It's a it's a lot of stuff to have you doing. And then like when you go out to eat, most of the time the rookie got to take care of the bill. Oh, I remember man. when I went. Yeah, we went to um, Vegas after the season of my rookie year and they call it a rookie meal. So that's where all the players, like all the rookies got to pay for their whole position group meal. So you go to one of the nicest restaurants. Yeah. So we went to one of the nicest restaurants in Vegas and I remember my rookie um, check that night was over five grand. I had to pay for all the linemen to eat. Oh my goodness. Yeah. What? I bet yeah, you're so enjoying wait, it. Were you the only rookie? He probably yeah, enjoying only, it now. I was only rookie, I was <laughs> only rookie old lineman. So that's the thing. Every year they're going to pick, you know, different positions in that, that they need. Teams going to pick mm-hmm. what they want. So just I was that rookie that year, uh, offensive lineman that they picked Ooh, for the Jags. So, yeah, but it's all part of being a rookie. Like, you got to earn your stripes for sure. It's a lot of stuff you got to do. Like, if the coach needs some coffee in the room, they send you out. To go get the coffee. It's, <laughs> it's like a secretary. It, yeah, pretty much like, yeah, yeah. You definitely gotta you gotta do what they say. So I mean, but once your rookie year over, it's like who you know, it's like a right. breath of fresh air. Yeah. Right. He's sitting back relaxing now. Person. Like, hey rookie, yeah, give, give me this. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you get you get fined a lot as a rookie. Because I remember like um one Saturday, I I forgot to bring the donuts because usually every Saturday they want me to bring donuts for the whole office line group. <laughs> and then um, I remember I forgot to bring the donuts and I got fined a thousand dollars for that. What? Yeah. Donuts. <laughs> donuts. Oh no. Were they at least Krispy Kreme? <laughs> no, it was a homemade donut shop like a mom pop shop in Jacksonville. That's what they made me usually go get them every week. But I remember that one Saturday I had overslept and I forgot them. So that's what happened. Okay, but did you know you were gonna get fined? Or there's just like, oh, here's the bill. I had a feeling I was gonna get fined just because you know it's a bunch of linemen. We all over 300 pounds, you know, like guys want their food. So <laughs> I mean, I knew I had a feeling I was I was gonna get fined, but that's all part of being a rookie. Like, oh, I overslept for that team meeting in London. And other than that, I think that was it when it came to fines with those two incidents. What's the but highest yeah. fine you've had? Like highest amount. I think they all range from. I never had nothing over a thousand. Um, it's always a thousand or under. But you know, it 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 add up though. Like you get a bunch of them, it definitely add up. Okay, but like, where does the fine money go? Like, who's collecting the money? (laughs) So with us, each team do it differently. So you have like your NFL fines. Like, say you're on the field, like if a guy gets into a fight or something, that's like an NFL fine. Yeah. But then you have like team fines. So us, we have like team fines too. Like when rookies do certain things or something like that. With at least for our position group, we put our money towards like our trip at the end of the year. So like all that money from all the fines from around the, the whole offensive line, we collect all that money together, and we use that to pay for our trip to wherever we go. So oh, like, okay. So yeah, okay. So, so it's not. Yeah, it's not. It's still, yeah, it's still end up going towards something good, you know. But yeah. you know, it's still coming out your pocket though. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're like, hey, I paid for that flight. I paid right. for that seat exactly. for you to sit on. Exactly. Yeah. So that's how it worked out with us, which it was cool, but you know, it, it added up though. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I, I bet. bet. How many fine did you have? 
Because I said two dozen. It was probably it was probably a little, maybe right under ten, but not all of them was a thousand. Oh so like, you have like a oh, that's a twenty dollar fine. Oh, that's a hundred. Oh, okay, okay. You know? So, but I probably had ten, maybe or more. I don't remember, but it was a good amount though. I wish people could see my face right now. I am literally the Chris Teigen, Chrissy Teigen meme right now. Okay? Right. Like that. <laughs> yeah. I'm just yeah, over here still a... shocked that you got a fine for not bringing donuts. Like, I'm just oh yeah, that's just, hey, that's just part of being a rookie. You, you know? can't get like, over that. Yeah. Like, I feel like you probably would have expect somebody else to get fined too if you were hungry and they didn't bring the donuts. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and that's the thing. We had a rookie O lineman this past year, but he did good though. He didn't forget no donuts. He like it was a lot of stuff. So he actually did good. He he was real. He was real fortunate. He didn't get that many fines as I did. I was I got a good amount of fines. Did anyone like even warn you about this rookie stuff? I kind of knew what they expect. I mean, I asked different guys that were already in the league, and they told me kind of how their rookie experiences was, which mine was nowhere near as bad as others because I had some guys that really was getting fined like crazy. <laughs> um, so mine really was not even that bad. Like, I know a guy that uh, that plays in the league now currently, and his rookie meal was over $20,000. Ooh. Yeah, so. Ooh, that's my – Jeez, that's fixing. Mm. My God. <laughs> Yeah. Student debt. I was like, you want to pay my student loan? Can that be a fine? <laughs> yeah, they add up, man. Oh my goodness. Twenty thousand. Oh gosh, Lord, yeah. Lord. What team did he mm. play for? Jesus, Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> <laughs> He's just one of the rookies I know. He, uh, but they, they kind of, they, they kind of nipped that in the bud when it came to his fine or his rookie meal. Okay. Wow. So, yeah. Got to work with him. Come, come on. Twenty thousand dollars. They got to work with you here. He's like, yeah. I just got this Crazy. money, and y'all try to take okay. it. Okay. Trying to have me spend it. He said, I need to eat too. <laughs> it happened to all of us, though. It's part of it. Yeah. It's part of it. It happened to all of us. We all got to go through it. But once your rookie over, you good. Right. You earn your stripes, like you said. You good. Yeah. yeah. I know you happy. Right. I feel, like yeah. I feel like it might help you with discipline too, though. Yeah, it definitely teaches this one, but the main thing it teaches you basically like how they like things done around the you know that team. So, um, you know that's all it is. It's just learning because like you know you make small mistakes and you know you just learn from it, keep it moving. So yeah. that's all part of it. Just learning how they want, like things to be done and stuff like that. Yeah, taking accountability too. Hmm. Yeah. I like that. Well, I'm excited for this season. I feel like we're gonna get some really good draft picks. Definitely, I'm very excited about it. See, I don't even know. I, I kind of get what that means, but like, I really don't. Oh, sorry. <laughs> is, that, is that too much for y'all? Y'all don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> That's when you picked a player. Yes, girl. Yeah. Yes. So the teams just basically, they go, it's a whole big, like, two, three night thing. And they just, you know, the teams call to the players that they want from different colleges. And that's pretty much it. It's just, it's called the draft. So you're drafting guys to be a rookie for your team and guys is going to come help your team win, basically. So they just go to different colleges. They watch all the different colleges film and they pick the players that they think would be best fitted for their team. That's pretty much everything in a nutshell. That's what they call scouting, right? Yeah. So they, 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 I they, learned they, a new yeah. Okay. I learned a thing or two from movies now. Yeah. So the coaches, <laughs> they go out, the coaches go out to the NFL combine. That's like where the guys all come in to the uh, Indianapolis stadium and they just run and showcase their talent and stuff. So the coaches go to that. Then they have a thing called pro day. So pro day is where um, the, the, the players the, the players get a second chance to showcase their talent if they didn't do it at the combine or if they didn't get invited to the combine. 
So then after that, that's when like the draft roll around. So that's when the coaches, you know, they get to meet the players and um, all that. They make their decisions right, right when the draft roll around. That's cool. Yeah. I feel like if I was a man, I would probably play football too. I would not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm too terrified of the concussions and. Mm. Yeah, it's a Are lot you of the body. Of that, for sure. Concussions I mean, and all that. For my position, we it's like one of the. No, I wouldn't say it's rare, but my position, the guys don't tend not to get as many concussions as like a, as much as a running back or a wide receiver quarterback. The guys who really take the most hits, those are guys who tend to get the most concussions, like linebackers stuff like that. But my position, if you keep your head out of a lot of things, then you'll be all right. I feel like they should get compensated a little bit more, right? Because that's <laughs> not how it works. I mean, come on. You tear that body up, and in the future, you're going to need to hire some yeah. nurses, some I was watching one documentary and- with my dad, and it was like this football player. He was talking about all the in- injuries he had. I don't know his name. But, like, he lost his thumb. Ooh, ooh. Like, he had, like, yeah. like, he has, like, memory loss. I'm like, uh-huh. see, this is not worth it for me. <laughs> it's not worth it at that point. Yeah, it's part of the game. It's a lot on the body for sure. It's definitely a, a grown man's game. Like, you yeah. got to be ready for everything that come with it. So, that's why I just think of you take care of your body, you'll be all right. So, growing up. Who inspired you? My parents, of course. Uh, my late grandmother, uh, Gwendolyn Lewis, always inspired me. She was just the one that, you know, I, I used to tell her all my dreams, all my goals and stuff. And she always prayed with me and told me I could do it, as well as my mom. Um, you know, they, they always kept me rooted and grounded. Um, and I owe all of my success, all of everything I did in my life to them, you know, because without them, I wouldn't be here at all. Mm-hmm. I don't know where I would be. So, um, them was definitely the people that I looked up to, the people I took all my advice from and, you know, all my teaching and learning and all that stuff. Definitely them was the ones who I looked up to the most. And you mentioned people who doubted you. Have you ever run into these people? And what do you say I to told, them? I still <laughs> haven't run into, uh, the, it was two teachers that told me that I wasn't going to make it. I remember my seventh grade English teacher was the one, the first one to tell me I wasn't going to make it. Oh so I remember I, I was sitting in, um, I was sitting in class and she was going around the class that day and she was like, um, so, uh, what do you guys want to do? Like, I want to know what's all, you know, you, your plans are in the future. What career do you want to have when you get older? So, you know, everybody going around the room, you know, doctors, lawyers, everything. So I was the only one to say, you know, I want to go to NFL. And the way she looked at me, it was crazy. Like she seen a ghost like NFL. She was like, you will never make the NFL. And she was like, only 1% players make it every single year. She was like, are you crazy? Like all types of stuff she was saying. I was only what, oh seventh grade, you like 12, right. maybe 13. So I was just sitting there like, oh, okay. Like I didn't, I didn't get mad about it or nothing. I was like, okay. Like, so I just let that motivate me. Yeah, you know. So mm-hmm. then, um, I remember it was a, a teacher in my eleventh grade. I had an eleventh grade. I think it was an economics class. Um, if I remember correctly, but I remember his name. But I'm not gonna say nobody's names. But I remember <laughs> he told me. He told me too. He was like, um, yeah. He was talking about like, oh, I see you thinking about going to Florida and all this stuff. He was like, I bet you be home before uh, your first semester over with. Like, he was, like, I bet you won't oh, make wow. it out of your first semester of Florida. And um, you know, it's just different things like that. It was mainly those two teachers, but I have not ran into them. But I did tell. I remember telling my mom like how I want to send them a ticket, like just to one of my games. But I did. Yes, make, you know, do that. Yeah, so you should. You should do I, that's that. what I was. I was planning on doing. I'm gonna send them both a ticket. Um, in the mail, be like, yeah, I made it. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Like, what teacher says that to somebody? Who yeah, teacher's crazy. Right. Right. Yeah. 
Definitely. I'm pretty sure they're watching you on Sunday. Like, oh man. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they know by now that I that I'm in the league now. But it's like, um, you know, back then they were telling me, nah, you ain't. Gonna That's so messed up. <laughs> so yeah. messed up. So can you talk about like your experience with the whole COVID nineteen? restrictions and like mm-hmm. the transition that you guys had to make from having a stadium full of people to being right. like what only 20 percent capacity right now yeah yeah I mean it was tough so I remember when the pandemic first happened I was in like this same period I'm in now just all season training and um when they said that you know we gotta go quarantine everybody gotta pretty much stop working you know everybody stay home it was crazy because uh, the place I was training at had to shut down. So I had to find a new place to train at while trying to stay safe at the same time. But I just didn't want to sit around, want to stay in shape. So that was the first tough thing. Then when um, we were, it was time to go back into the stadium, we were still waiting to hear back from the NFL, like how we're going to go about the season. We're still going to have a season. So that yeah. was tough. And um, what happened was they did end up saying we could have a season because the numbers were you know, starting to come down a little bit. And I remember coming back to the stadium the first day and um, they had pretty much everything distanced out. Some, you know, never was used to that. They had, you know, six feet apart and everything. We had to get COVID tested every single day, oh, which God. was crazy. How was like, that? Every day. You got to get swabbed oh, in both man. nostrils every single day. Oh, so God. that was, yeah. And I do that the whole season from camp all the way to the whole, uh, through the whole season. So from, oh, no. From the end of July all the way till the end of December, I was doing COVID tests every day. Oh, my so, God. So um, that was crazy. And then, like, we used to be able to do a thing we call fellowships. So, like, the offensive line, we'll go out to eat on Thursday nights and stuff. Or we'll all meet up at yeah. our um, center's house and we'll all go there and eat. But different things like that, they shut that down. Um, everything. The locker room was distanced out. We couldn't be next to each other in the locker room. We had to do it like every other locker. So they kind of split the locker room. It was a lot of stuff they did. Plus with the fans, like, of course, the fans keep the game juiced up, bring the energy. Right. So there were a lot of games we played where it was no fans at all allowed in the stadium, just depending on the state we was playing in. Like, if the numbers was high, you know, they wouldn't allow fans at the stadium. Fortunate enough, we had um, 20% that we allowed at our stadium in Florida. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it was crazy. Like, it was a crazy transition. But now I, the numbers are going down. They got the vaccines now. We are our, our stadium is allowing to go back to full capacity, so that's exciting for us. Wow. Oh, um, really? But yeah, but I don't know what it is with the other stadiums just yet. It just all depends on the state and how the numbers are. But I know with us, they're allowing us to go back to full capacity this season. Like, did you like really love playing with the fans there? Like, was that like something that like you know gave you motivation, or like without the fans, kind of help you zone in and concentrate? Definitely having the fans there helps a lot. I would say home games for sure. I mean, on the road, it's hard because uh, when you play offense on the road, the fans are supposed to scream. They're trying to, you know, mm-hmm. throw you off the game. They try to mm-hmm. distract you. Sure. So, I mean, it's hard always playing on the road. But um, I love having the fans there. They do bring the energy because, you know, NFL stadiums range from about 65 to about 90,000 fans in their mm-hmm. stadium. So, when you around that and you go straight to zero, nothing, it's kind of mm-hmm. hard. So, that was the only transition that was kind of tough, especially at home, because I think we was only having maybe like 10, 15,000, if that, some mm-hmm. games this past season. So, you know, we're excited to go back to the like 60s, 70s, you know, it'll yeah. be fine. I did kind of enjoy it when it was 20% capacity, though. Why? You liked it better? Because I could put my arms out. I could kick my feet <laughs> yeah, <up>. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nobody was in the Everybody, <laughs> listen, the concession stand, there was no laugh. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. But yeah, I, I agree. The fans do make it like very hype because it was so quiet at the football games. It's like, oh God. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely different. Can I ask y'all something though? Sure. Go ahead. So what inspired y'all to start the Heels Off Let's Talk? Like, how did y'all get the name? What made y'all want to start a podcast? Look at one. Well, the name is courtesy of Valerie. Hi. <laughs> right. At the time, we were all in different states. So Shakira, I know she was moving to Atlanta. Valerie was here in Fort Myers. I was in Phoenix. And we had always talked about, because we met eight years ago back in college. And we always right. said, we're going to have a YouTube channel. That never happened. And we right. just decided, why not connect all the time, like, through a podcast? always bring ourselves together at a table, so to speak, and just talk about anything that's going on in the world. And as you know, like last year was a pivotal time. Yeah. In our, like, you know, in all of our lives with yeah. the pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> you can laugh at me because we always like these were pivotal. Oh, okay. <laughs> like our signature But you know, word. it's like, there's a lot going yeah. on. So it's like, why not just talk about it, especially with other people in our community? Right. So. That's smart. Yeah, we used yeah. to have like a lot of, I mean, we obviously we've been friends for like eight years. So we always had like conversations and we would, you know, bring up some very good points. Like we both have our own, like all three of us have our own ideas and our own opinions. But when we come collectively wow. together, we say some stuff that really makes sense. And we're like, hmm, we need to start a podcast and just like inform people and let people speak their truth and open up and just talk about these various things. So we just wanted to bring that light to everyone and just be like, hey, it's OK. You can talk about it. Let's talk about it. Yeah, that's what's up. I like that. And I would say for me with the name Heels Off, Let's Talk, it's because like, again, we're professional women. We're in the professional world. We're working, you know, we're college educated. And sometimes like we do wear our heels and sometimes you just have to kind of be comfortable with yourself Mm -hmm. and be comfortable with whatever audience that you have and kick off those heels, lay down and let's talk about whatever it is with a glass of wine, of course. Got you. I like that. Yeah. No, we you. can't pass up our glass of wine. No, we can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for asking us that, though. Yeah. Right, we've never. No got problem. I just want, I wanted to know. <laughs> so like heels off. Let's talk. What is that? <laughs> He's like, y'all asking me all the questions. I got a question for y'all. Why is this creative though? The name, the name, very creative. Thank you. Thank you. No problem. <laughs> but like, okay, so was everything going on last year? You know the BLM movement, the pandemic, it was just, you know, we almost thought we were in World War III at the beginning of the mm-hmm. year, Kobe passing, just a lot going on. It was yeah. a lot on all of our, you know, mental health. So like being a professional football player, like how do you, like, what are things that you do, especially as a black man, you know what I'm saying? Like what are things that, you know, you do to like keep your mental health at a, you know, like a healthy level in your life? Well, mainly I just always make sure I keep my focus. That's the main thing, especially like with all the stuff going on off the field around us in the world. You know, um, I, I try not to get too much into it because like, especially like when I'm in the football, I just try to make sure I remain focused because at the end of the day, I do got a job to do. And, you know, I want to make sure that I'm performing on, on the field and stuff. It's just mainly just keeping my focus. That's all. Like, I've got to make sure that I'm doing everything I got to do to, to play at a high level and, and different things like that. So that's pretty much how I handled it. Um, it was a tough year, though. It was crazy. Plus, you know, on the field, it was, it was tough. But that's it. I just try to keep my focus, just pray daily. And that's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. Prayer is key. Definitely. So aside from, like, keeping your focus, do you have any, like, other hobbies, anything that you do outside of football that kind of also, like, a release? 
Uh, me is fishing. That's that's all I really I would say I really do the most outside of football is I go fishing probably like three four times a week if I can. Oh, wow. um, I stay on the water. It's real peaceful, you know. Like you're out on the water, especially like you catching a lot of fish. Like me, I tend to go with a lot of you know pretty good charters, good amount of uh, captains and stuff to take me out. And um, me and my teammates, I got a lot of teammates that love to fish because we in Florida, so you know we got some of the best fishing. So um, that's mainly what I do, and um, just to relax and unwind and different things like that. And other than that, I'm chilling. Like I don't, I'm not a real big gamer or none of that. You know, I'm just I'm either chilling or I'm fishing or I'm hanging out with my family. That's about it. I go home and see my family and stuff. So that's about it. Have you ever been uh, spear fishing? No, I never been spear fishing. Well, I had a thing that I did that was kind of similar to uh, spear fishing. It's like a fish gigging type of thing. So you go out at night and the boat have a bunch of lights on the front of it, and you can literally see the fish through the water. Ooh. You just spear straight down. You can see all the fish with the lights. So I did that before, but I never actually like dove underwater and went like that type of spear fishing. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, I did a lot of different types of fishing. So I, I'm probably seen and done it all when it comes to fishing, offshore, inshore, everything. Have y'all yeah, seen that video? <laughs> Have y'all seen that video of him catching, what was it, 400 pound Goliath? Yeah, Goliath grouper. I feel like I did. Oh my God. If you haven't, go check that out because it was huge. I was like, please don't let my yeah. cousin fall in that water. <laughs> I was so yeah, scared. I but he pulled it in. I was like, wow. Yeah, that was one of my toughest fights I ever had on the water. It was crazy. <laughs> yeah, that was tough. Oh, man. So how do you, like, deal with, like, when you're out in public? Because I'm, I'm curious to know this. Like, people mm. who recognize you and they're constantly coming up to you, like, do you feel overwhelmed? Or Because I know when you're, like, you know, signing autographs, you're he's very humble, you guys. Like, no matter who it is. Uh. You know, like he's willing to stop what he's doing and sign autographs. He's so sweet. But like when you're out in public, is it, is it like the same way or do you feel like, OK, can y'all just leave me alone? <laughs> um, it just it just I feel like it depends on setting. I feel like I can speak for a lot of people, even when I'm with teammates and stuff, we out in public. Yeah. Like usually it just depends on setting. Like you with, uh, you know, family or you with your right. girlfriend or something like that. You're trying to spend time with them. You know, when you're busy, you don't get to spend a lot of time. So usually around those times, you still, you know, I still greet them. I'm still nice, give them a picture, give them an autograph, whatever. But at the point where some fans don't get the memo, you got to be, you got to be like, okay, you know, like, Calm not, down. not be rude, but like, hey, man, I'm, you know, with my family. But majority of the time, like, you know, nine times out of 10, I'm going to always stop and always, yeah. you know, give them a picture, give them an autograph. Because um, at the end of the day, they watch you, you know, they support you. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, you got to, you know, show them love back, just as much love they show you. So, like, it's crazy because I'll be out in a town center sometimes. I heard a little shopping center. And I remember this was like a couple weeks back. I had, I had on a hoodie, I had on a mask, everything. And I didn't have on nothing, no Jagger, no nothing. And somebody still noticed me. So I was like, it's crazy. Like, how you know it's me? I don't <laughs> Right. Yeah, but it was it was crazy. Like you get those type of crazy fans that literally study like you, your face, your everything. Ooh, you oh my god. Yeah. So um but, you know, yeah, and it's crazy. It's cool though. Like, you know, I was like, he's like Juan. I was like, huh? Like, you know, like, <laughs> like me. I'm trying to be, yeah, I'm trying to be discreet, but yeah, you know, at the same time, um, you know, I still give him a picture and I still am, am cool with him, but that's pretty much it. Oh, he's so nice, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> Because some of these, I'm not going to lie, some of these athletes, like, yeah. after the game, they're so rude. And I'm just like, Yeah, oh, you get that a lot. Yeah, you get that a so lot. Rude. Yeah. 
Yeah, we had one that we met in Boston one time. Oh, and he, was yeah. just, he just looked at us like, oh my fine. God, he was so yeah. rude. Picture. I know, he's like, wrap this up. He's like, if you yeah, want a you picture, get him like that all the time. Time. you're not going to say the name? I don't even remember. Jeff name. Green. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening, so Jeff deep. Green, we got beef. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We, do. we didn't even know who he was. Somebody had nope, to point out and be like, somebody had to point out and be like, hey, he plays for Boston Celtics. I was like, who is that? I don't know who that is. <laughs> Let's go get yeah. a picture. Right. <laughs> um, you said one thing. I know you mentioned relationship, Jawan. Mm-hmm. So is Jawan in a relationship or is Jawan single? Yes, I am. I'm in a relationship. So I'm dating um Ja'Kaylin Carr. She's a gospel Ooh, artist. Okay. Yeah. The beautiful been, Ja'Kaylin um, Carr. Hey, Ja'Kaylin. Yeah. She's been in the gospel <laughs> industry a little over 10 years now. So, um, yeah, we've been together for a while now, uh, close to a year yeah, it's been going great, great relationship, a uh, great girl. Um, and she's amazing, not just as an artist, but as a person as well. So I've been enjoying that relationship. Aww. That's awesome. That's, That's what we love to hear. Yes. Yeah. Beautiful. Black love. And you know Definitely. what? A lot of people say, like, your relationship is put through the test, given like us being in quarantine and all that mm-hmm. stuff, mm-hmm. being separated. So y'all pass the test for sure. Like, I appreciate it. Yeah. You know what I'm <laughs> yeah. That is awesome. Definitely. So I know we're talking about food. We're talking about fishes. Um, what's your like dietary needs? Like, do you have anything special that you do for, you know, because you are a football player? Like, is there certain things that you keep away from when it comes to food? Um, usually like um, in season, you you can eat a little bit heavier because you train every day. You're sweating a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of hard to keep weight on when you're in season just because you the high intensity of training we do every day. But off season is when you're, you know, you're sitting around a little bit more. So that's when you actually want to maintain your weight, at least for, you know, linemen like me. So it's like um, usually off season when I dwindle my calorie count down and it's just all calorie counting for me. Like um, I, I meal prep too. So I got a chef that uh, meal prep. So I get her to cook for me every week and just set my meals out. I let her know what I'm looking to get for that week. And that usually helps me out because I train like today. I did two workouts today. So it's like um, I choose like, if I want to do two workouts or I want to do one workout, but I do it either workout five times a week or four times a week, just depending on how the week goes. Yeah, so I do five days out of the week mostly, but it's just like um, just meal prepping, calorie counting, and just working out. That usually keep me in shape. And um, usually right around when I'm getting about a month out of camp is when I really crank it up to where my workouts get even harder and, you know, like my meals, all that stuff get you know where it needs to be. So I just stay on top of it. That's awesome. You said two times a week for work. I'm just trying to work out for 10 minutes a day. <laughs> yeah, I did, right? I, did two, I did two today. I did one from about 9 to 11 this morning at the stadium. And I came back oh, here Lord. and I did another workout for about an hour and a half here. So it's part of your job, you know, mm-hmm. you got to do it. Yeah, you got to stay in shape. Mm-hmm. So what does life look like after football? Oh, it's a lot I want to do. I do want to do different things when it comes to different businesses, investments, different things like that, where I have residual income mm-hmm. coming in. So I literally don't have to work again when I'm done playing football. So that's all my goals right now. Um, that's what I'm working towards now as, um, you know, I just want to be not just a known for a private level, known as a businessman to entrepreneur, different things like that. That's pretty much what I'm working towards, just now figuring out what I want to do when it comes to that, like what different businesses do I want to open, what do I want to invest in. Mm-hmm. So that's all I've been working on now. And, uh, you know, I got a team that I've hired and put together to help me with those things. So 
that's what I'm in the, in the works of doing now. Go you. That's awesome. But you have a merch, right? You have like shirts. Yeah, I got a clothing like line. Okay. I awesome. try to usually right around before every season, like a month before I, will, I tend to get everything together and get it out to the fan base and stuff. So people can go buy stuff. So like my first year, I started out with like just T-shirts and stuff like that and hats and hoodies. And then the last year, I did a way more. I, I came more into like the women world where I got oh, yeah. leggings and oh women T-shirts and bathing, bathing suits. suits. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so, we got bathing suits? Yes, yeah, ma'am. Shakira didn't tell us. None of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So <laughs> I, that's why I wanted to. And then I think this year, I probably want to touch more on kids. So oh, I'm, it's like awesome. each year I want to like, up my clothing brand even more so with more selections on there so that's what i'm working on now um and it'll be out it'll be out right around like the last uh, or the, the month before the season okay awesome because we love to support black thank y'all <laughs> yeah <laughs> i appreciate it yeah y'all go get y'all a hoodie <laughs> <laughs> yeah jay taylor number 75 go cop that so we know the nfl draft is what next month right yeah, in April. Yeah. Oh boy. So, like, what what piece of advice could you give to those who are, you know, making that transition from college to the pros? Oh well, first and foremost, just come in ready to work. Um, that's the main thing because uh, you know you're gonna get tested. You're gonna get tested mentally, physically, and the thing is, with coaches and the pros, they always evaluate you. Not as just a rookie, but they're gonna be evaluating you from the time you come on the team to the time you leave. So it's like they evaluating you, you know, how you are when you were at lunch. Like if you interacting oh, with wow. other players, they, yeah, they evaluating your every move. So it's just always just, you know, um, never get a coach's nothing bad to say about you. So mm-hmm. that means just work hard, be a leader, um, be on time to everything, um, take notes. It's a lot of stuff you got to do when you're a young guy. And, you know, just listen and, and be, be coachable. That's the main thing because a lot of guys mm-hmm. come in. And they think they know it all, but really, you know, you haven't even scratched the surface yet. When you're coming into the pros, you got it's a lot more to learn, you know. And you're gonna go against a lot of great players. You're gonna, you know, have a lot of great coaches to your disposal. So it's like, uh, that's pretty much it. That's all I had to do. And um, and the main thing, another main thing, is take care of your body. Um, that's what I had to do too. Um, I had to learn a, a good regimen to keep myself on throughout the season because it is a, a crazy thing, a, great, a crazy game too. And it's a lot on your body. So, you know, we're playing 16, 17 games a season. And if you make it to the playoffs, you're playing up to over 20 games in a season. So uh, in football, that's a crazy amount. In college, you're only playing about 12 games a year. So to go from that to go up even more, about six more games, you know, it's a lot on your body. So um, find a way to take care of your body is, a, is another big thing. Um, and, you know, just, just stay on top of that. And, you know, all the stuff to do off the field is always, you know, making right decisions, different things like that, stay out of trouble, and you'll be all right. <laughs> do you feel like college football, like the students who play college football, do you feel like they should get compensated for that? Oh, uh, just, yeah. Playing at that level is is hard. You know, like college is it's a really, to me, a lot more your body is in the pros because I know speaking for the pros and us athletes, like, we have practices, maybe one full padded practice a week. And then as the season go on, you go sometimes to no padded practice. You oh, only right. pads on game day. But in in the college level, you and you and pads like three times a week. And then you still got to play on Saturday. So it's it's a lot on your body in college. And, you know, um, you plan your fan base is pretty much the same 
some colleges' fan bases are big, you know, like you got to be able to handle the fan base, you know. And I feel like, you know, college players should get paid just because, you know, a lot of guys, a lot of colleges, you know, they, they complain about their checks that they're getting, like their cost of attendance checks or, you know, financial aid, all that stuff. A lot of guys probably need more money. But um, I know speaking from my experience, I wish I would have maybe got paid a little bit more. But, um, yeah, it's, it's a lot. And I know that they're supposed to be putting out a new uh, NCAA uh, football game now on the video games for kids to play. So I think that's now they're about to start paying collegiate athletes again, which is good. Yeah, that was always up for debate. Yeah, so I hope they do. That'll be good. Well, um, towards the end of our episodes, we love to give our listeners, we call it our three for three, which is basically, if you will, like our advice column. Um, <laughs> but since you are our guest, we wanted to have you actually give our listeners a piece of advice that you'd want them to know, whether it pertains to football, life, anything in general, what whatever you feel in your heart. <laughs> okay. Um, well, for me, um, it's all about hard work and it's just for life, not just football. Um, you know, I just never let nobody outwork you always work to the day is done. Um, pray daily, keep God close. Cause you know, without him, none of us are nothing. Um, so, you know, just work hard and, um, you know, good things will come to you and set your goals up for your life, what you want to do. And don't let nobody stop you or tell you that you can't do it and you can't achieve it. Cause at the end of the day, no goal is too big to reach. And, you know, and that's how I feel about anything in life. So um, just don't let nobody stop you and stay focused, remain focused. Don't let nobody knock you off what you got planned in your life. Um, and that's pretty much it for me. Wow. Powerful. Appreciate it. Powerful. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us on this episode today. We really enjoyed you laying down the gems of all the football knowledge because as women, especially Valerie and myself, yeah. we, we don't know anything. <laughs> Shakira knows everything. She educates us. Yeah. Right, 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 I do right. my best with what I, little I do know, you know. I still be like, what call was that? What was, was that a flag? What was that? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you learn as you go. It's I was like, I'll start. Ooh, called it. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I try to watch and I'm like, I don't get it. Why are we stopping the play? Like, yeah. for me, yeah. it's, it's a, a when I see those miracle plays, I'm like, yes. It's actually yeah, it's good a lot when you, know. yeah, when you get into it, it's a lot of fun. Because I'll, I'll be in there yelling like, where's the, where's the flag, ref? Right, right, definitely. I remember in high school, I used to wear my friends' numbers and like scream just because other people were screaming for them. I didn't understand. A, I didn't have a clue. And all I'm saying is like, okay, why he's running this way? They're like, it's a good thing. I'm like, okay, wow. Yeah, right, <laughs> right, that right. Thing. That's how it usually is, though. But once you learn the game, it's fun. It just yeah, it is fun. At least you weren't playing. I played flag football one time and I caught oh. the ball and I ran the opposite direction. <laughs> I thought I made a touchdown. They're like, where are you going? You need to go on the other side. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. That, that's when I retired. <laughs> yeah. You had one job. <laughs> right? I, I caught the ball. I ran. I just didn't go the right way. Okay. Happened, Why did I think about Forrest Gump when she said that? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness but yes thank you so much for um this episode we really really appreciate you taking time like shakira said of your busy schedule we really do appreciate it i know what else to our listeners this concludes our very last episode of season one. Oh my gosh <laughs> well you guys it's been a very fun exciting interesting journey i must say 
Yes. Who would have thought? Like, what is it? April? That we'd mm-hmm. be where we are today, considering where we started. I think we've had some growth. What do you guys Girl, think? Girl, I didn't think we were going to make it past episode three. <laughs> I was nervous. Wow. Listen, listen, listen. We all are busy working women. We have a lot going on. I was nervous, yo. I was nervous. But we persevered. We made it through it. And we had guests on and interviewed guests. Like, who are we? <laughs> we use off Let's Talk, girl. Yes. I can't get to the part she said she didn't think we would have made it past episode three. Like, no faith. Absolutely none. <laughs> At this point, I don't even remember what episode three was so long Me ago. Either. No, it was Bridgerton. <gasps> oh, yes. Oh, Bridgerton. Wow. Okay. And Lady Lula. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyways, so what are you guys hoping for season two? I'm looking for a reckless summer. Okay, cheers to poor decisions. Hello, hello. Hmm. 2021, let's do it. It's going to be a little raunchy. Yeah, that's what I'm Are we doing raunchy? I think we should get a little a little raunchy and ratchet, you know? Oh, God. I can't wait to see this because mm-hmm, is what I'm going to say. Why not? <laughs> it's hot girl summer. Let's just do it. Okay, we're doing it. We're doing it, y'all. We're doing it. You so know, if y'all got any uh, topics, you know, just let us know because we're still going to be around on social media. Just hit us up. True. The true. raunchier, the better. Oh, yeah. You know, it's funny though. Shakira's saying all this right now. And then when the topic comes, she's like, uh, I agree to that. Be quiet. <laughs> or she'll be radio silent. Right. We're like, uh, I do not approve of this. I do not approve of this at all. So like my mother is listening to this. Guys. <laughs> but I'm excited. I'm very excited. Me too. I'm excited to collab with like other podcasts too. Oh, same, same. We didn't same. do that for season one. And there's a lot of good podcasts out there that have really yeah. good content as well. So I'm really looking forward to that. I do want to shout Toast to the Goodfellas, number one, because they've been mm. very supportive, like reposting us and telling people about us. So I really appreciate that. That was really cool. Yeah, I can't wait to have them on for an episode and just talk to them. Yeah, listen, 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 y'all say y'all down. So let's go. Oh, and there's another one out there by Mrs. Jerry Lee and her husband, Jeff, right? Oh, yes. Your point of view. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, they got some great episodes on there. And I can't wait to, like, have them on, talk to them, because they be giving me some advice or making me remember stuff. I'm like, oh, yeah, I did go through that. Oh, yeah. I overcame that in my relationship. You right. You right. (laughs) (laughs) When they talked about money, I was like, "Mm, well, I was a topic. in the back. (laughs) Oh, there's another one, too. I would love to collaborate. I know they're down. You guys want to know which one? Who is it? Waiting. (laughs) (laughs) The Drunken Spencers. Oh, yes. 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 We definitely need them on board. Oh, we went to Miami for that episode. Listen. (laughs) Hey, Reckless Summer. Reckless Summer. (laughs) I'm excited for that. So that's like top three right now. Oh, yeah. This is about to be lit with three T's. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Who says that anymore? That was like so. I do. Don't hate. That was 2015. So- thank you. <laughs> Y'all just some haters. Anyways, I have to take the time to say thank you to all of our listeners because, you know, without you, Heels Off Let's Talk would not be here. So we thank you guys for all the support. 
motivation, mm-hmm. encouragement, always tuning in every Wednesday. We really appreciate that. You guys do not go unnoticed. We thank you so, so, so much from the bottom of our hearts. Yay. Thank you. Gracias. Merci. And if you haven't done so yet, make sure y'all hit that subscribe button. Leave us a review on our podcast and feel free to rate us. But for now, thanks for tuning in.